right, Renee, take it away. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome to Thriving Lives Fitness Podcast and Zoom call. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for doing it. I didn't even tell you ahead of time. I just wanted to throw it um, Anyway, no, we actually, I, I wish I would just hit record a few minutes ago. Um, a client, Anthony, um, asked, asked a question today that I think we can kind of touch on real quick before we get into our, our main topic. But actually, what am I talking about? Renee, how's your last week been? Oh, busy. We've been busy. Yeah. Um, good, but busy. Have you been busy? <laughs> what? I said, have you been busy the last week? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, so I so I know Renee. She probably doesn't want to boast about, it, but she's got quite a few new clients joining joining uh, her set of TLF, kicking ass with it. I'm excited to see how all those all those friends do for uh, you know starting off 2024. Is that one most starting 2024? Um, yeah, two of them so far. I have more calls coming up, but um, hey, look at that water. Is that my water bottle? No. Oh. Nicole's using your water bottle. Yes. Oh, good. Um, it was pretty cool though. I was looking back at our like original, like conversation of like goal, like mm-hmm. end of like year one or whatever. And the goal was like 15 to 20 clients and I'll be at 14 in January so far. <laughs> so that's not even six months in. So Nicole and I were talking about that as well. I, you know, I don't want to get your, your hopes up with kind of our goals that we set, but, um, or high expectations that, that, that failed. But I mean, honestly, I thought that was pretty <laughs> what our initial goals were, but you're crushing it. And the great thing is, you know, your clients are crushing it as well. So that's, yeah. that's definitely been awesome to see, but um, yeah, I mean, last week, kind of the same thing, super, super busy. Um, we're about to head out of town next week, um, 19th through essentially the 26th. We'll be back in town for a couple of those days, like Christmas day, but obviously, you know, family time and stuff like that. And then uh, yeah, so we got a good stretch of a week or so, and then closing the year out strong, getting a lot of new clients signed up for, for January 1st, which is always exciting. Um, but, uh, yeah. So to, to the topic at hand though, we are talking today about, you know, knowing when to give grace versus when to kind of push through. Um, is that how you would verbalize that? So I would kind of verbalize it as kind of like overarching topic would be knowing when to give yourself grace versus, how much grace can you give yourself if you actually want to meet your goals? Good. And yeah, that's how I'd say the main thing is like, yeah. obviously I think it's such a broad topic to say like, cause some people are really hard on themselves. So like you need to give yourself grace for some things. Um, but at the end of the day, grace isn't going to help you meet your goals. Yep. Yep. The, yeah. Yeah. And so this kind of this, uh, we decided on this topic last Friday, actually, we were just kind of just talking about, you know, how to handle certain clients and and, and things of that nature, because everybody needs a little bit of different things. Like I have some clients that when they first join, they're like, I need you to be like a hardcore, like badass coach to me. And like, don't give me grace. Don't, get, don't let me make excuses, like stay on me. And then other people, they, they, they need, whether they tell you or not, they need more leash. They need more, you know, somebody be kind to them because they are so hard on themselves. And so that's always, you know, that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a tough road to kind of, for us to navigate sometimes, because, you know, sometimes I just want to be straight up. Like you, there's a discrepancy right now. You want this goal, but your actions Mm -hmm. say otherwise. And I want to be straightforward and blunt with that. But sometimes that's, that might not be how that person is going to hear it the best or understand it or respond the best. And in, in my personal life, that's exactly how I would, I would be super direct with somebody who's like, this is what you want. Your actions are aligned with something completely different. Your actions are aligned with the opposite of what you say you want. And if you don't really want that, that's fine, but stop talking about it then. 
Stop exactly. saying you want to get healthier. Stop saying you want to lose 20 pounds if your actions are not aligned with that. Because at, at some point it gets annoying. It gets annoying for you to keep talking about it. And it gets annoying for your friends and family to hear about it. And I'm sure we all have those people in our life. And shit, we are are probably all like that in some way, shape, or form. I always use my example of reading. I hate reading books. I love audiobooks. I love podcasts, but I hate reading. And at different times in my life, I've said, I'm going to be a reader. Well, my actions didn't align with it. They align with it for two or three days, but not the long term. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we got to know when to give ourselves grace and, and when not to. And, you know, I think that's that's part of having a coach as well. And, and that's one of our jobs. And that's, you know, why we have six month commitments sometimes with, with, or not sometimes all the time with clients, because we also have to learn you and and what what we do week one and month one. It might not be exactly what you need. But again, that's why this is, you know, we talk about communication being the the cornerstone to any relationship, especially the, the coaching and, and client relationship. And we got to understand what what's going to help you kind of push over to the other side. Um, Renee, I'll kind of let you take it, take it from there in terms of what, what you're thinking in terms of this as well. Um, Yeah. So I think too, part of it is just when you like, I think in and of itself, it's a big deal to make the like step to hire a coach. However, even in those moments, like, like let's say personal training, for example, when I had a personal trainer, a year ago in a gym i'm with that trainer one hour out of the week if i have one great workout that week cool that's awesome we worked great together but is that going to help me meet my goals no what's going to happen is the rest of the week when i'm not with him that's when i'm making progress and that's when i need to make that progress um just simply because i hired a personal trainer does not mean I'm going to get jacked. Like you have to do the hard things. You have to pick your hard. Um, and sometimes you just have to, you have to make it happen in your life. Um, a lot of times when we talk about this last week about growth, isn't comfortable. You just, you have to do it sometimes. Um, sometimes it's great to ease into it, but how long are you going to ease into it before you actually just rip the bandaid off and do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to kind of bounce off that, you know, I, I like to use myself as an example because I know my story really, really well in terms of my first time really, really getting committed with meal prepping wasn't, I wasn't just trying to lose 10 pounds or gain some muscle. It was, I signed up for a bodybuilding show. I had six months to do it, but I dedicated, I was like, I'm buying this plan. I'm working with this coach. I'm paying this amount of money and I'm going to do literally everything this coach says to do because that's what I'm paying her for. I'm paying her to give me a plan. I'm paying for her to tell me what to do every single week, what changes to make. And I hundred percent dove in and bought into that. And, and we were kind of talking about this, you know, Renee and I last week is that, you know, the all or nothing approach doesn't actually work for everybody, but I feel like in a coaching perspective, it very well can, because if we go full throttle hardcore, we can help you pull back. We can help you find balance after the fact, but when you just dive in and just commit everything to it, when you put this as like a very, very top priority, obviously if you have kids and a spouse, you know, in a, in a career, you have to put those things first because that's your livelihood. That's the people that matter the most. But outside of those few things, you're putting other things on the back burner for a while to change who you are. Um, because that's, that's what this is. When we're talking about lifestyle changes, you're changing a lot about who you are, um, you know, and, and what you do each day, you know, cause that, cause that makes up who you are. Um, and that shit's hard. And, and something else that, that Renee said as well is, you know, you got to choose your heart with this. Well, you know, 
let's say, let's say I have 50 pounds to lose, you know, I'm, I'm overweight. My doctor says, Hey, you're, you know, pre-diabetic, you're about to have diabetes and not to mention, you know, hypertension, all these other things that are about to happen. The heart in that situation is I can let my health continue to deteriorate. My confidence is shattered and my longevity is now shattered as well. I have a family to support and to be here for, for the next, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of my life, but I'm going to be taken away sooner. Or even if I am here that long, it's going to be very low quality of life. Um, that's one heart that I could choose. But the easy part of that is I don't have to change anything. I can keep eating like shit. I can keep treating my body like just, just They'll whatever. They'll give you a pill and yeah. Exactly. And and, and, and yeah, exactly. And that pill is going to keep me from maybe having a heart attack tomorrow, but maybe not in five years from now because my habits never change with it. So the, the hard with that is all those things I just mentioned. The easy part is you don't have to do anything. But then on the flip side of that, the hard is I put in the work. I change who I am. I change what I eat. I change what I do. I change my priorities in life. And that shit's uncomfortable for a while. But I guarantee if you really just dove in and did it for a couple months and you saw the results with it and you felt the results with it, you go to your doctor for your your, your next six months check or whatever. And they say, oh my God, look at, look at all these numbers that are improving. That is going to be that momentum that continues to carry you forward. That is going to be adding years onto your life. And again, that might be an extreme case, but that's just, it kind of shows, um, you know, choosing that hard. If you don't like where you are, that's hard. But so is putting the work into it to change who you are as well. And so you got to choose which one of those. Right before this call, we uh, um, had a client on here that uh, asked a question. He actually sent me a text earlier today and I said, hey, show up for the Zoom call. Let's let's talk about it there. I should hit record for it. Um, but he was talking about, you know, he's not motivated to get to the gym. He wants to get to the gym. He wants to start, you know, chipping away at those goals, but he's just not motivated to get there. And so we, we talked about, you know, putting actions above that motivation to make it happen. Right now, his hard that he's facing is, is the difference between, you know, that immediate gratification and that delayed gratification. Immediate gratification of, I don't want to go to the gym right now. I'm tired for work. I want to go home and sit down and watch TV or play video games. The, but then the downside of that is he never gets where he wants to. So he's choosing the hard of not being happy with where he is in life in terms of fitness, physique, body composition, whatever. The other hard he could pick is I don't want to go to the gym today, but I'm going to go to the gym today because I know that's going to give me all the benefits that I want. I know it's moving me towards who I want to become. It's moving me towards the, the physique that I want, um, just the strength and overall confidence that I want. And guess what? The positive of that as well is immediately after that workout, honestly, as soon as I walk into the doors, he's proud of himself. As soon as he gets on that treadmill or gets into the weight room or leaves the gym or goes sits in the sauna, if he does nothing else and just stretches for a little bit, he's thankful for himself having made himself get there. And so then he, it was a delayed gratification because it took him 10 minutes to get to the gym, but now he's happier that he's there. And he at least did that one thing and by choosing that hard over and over and over again, eventually that shit becomes easy. Eventually he's going to be excited about getting to the gym and he would be probably baffled that he used to not even want to get to the gym. I think too, a good analogy that I often think of is that like, yes, going to the gym, eating healthier, that's going to in turn help transform your body but the other thing is that when you are at the gym and this happens to me all the time i'm looking at a weight and i'm like i can't lift that like what am i doing um and then i lift it i'm 10 times more proud of myself and it makes me realize like oh i can do hard things and so when you lift that weight that you didn't think you're going to be able to lift or run a mile longer than you thought you were going to 
you're changing your mental health at that point too. Um, and that's where for me, especially this whole entire thing is my two worlds like put together. Um, also true for me in therapy. I can't just go to therapy once a week and expect my mental health or my attitude or my outlook on life to be better automatically. Like I'm not paying her to change my life. I'm paying her for an hour of her time to give you the tools to, to, to then yourself manage to my life. The other seven other six days a week that I'm not in therapy. Exactly. Um, and so kind of same thing with like meal prep. You may not want to do that for that hour, but that's making the rest of your time easier. And you're allowing yourself to have those easier choices instead of like, I'm going to eat out tonight or I'm going to do this because you didn't prepare. Yeah. Um, and so at some point you just have to buckle down and do it. If you yeah. want to see results, like you can't just let's, let's, yeah. let's expand on some, some more of those examples that, that is you just brought up a good one. Meal prepping today sounds hard. Don't want to do it. I don't like grocery shopping. I don't like meal prepping. Lots of hards involved in that. Maybe I suck at cooking, whatever the case is. And I keep doing it and my chicken's all dried out this week. Well, get, oh, I used to suck at cooking. Like I used to literally, I talked about this the other day with my mom. Like I didn't know how to make ground beef. I didn't know how to buy chicken. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to do any of this five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like had no idea. But one day you said, I'm going to keep doing this and I'm going mm -hmm. to get better at it. And guess what? Now it's, now it's effortless. Now it doesn't mm -hmm. take you as much time. Now you look forward to doing it in some way, shape or form. And if you want to change something up now, you know how to, because you've gone through all the hards of doing it. But so, so back to your example of it though, the hard today is going grocery shopping of meal prepping and just buckling down and making it happen of sacrificing a little bit more time. Because initially when, when you first get started meal prepping, it's going to take you more time. You don't know what the fuck you're doing yet. Eventually you will, but right now you don't now, the reward to that, though, is the rest of the week, you're no longer living in survival mode like you always have been. You have all your mood, your, your meals planned out. And not just are they planned out and, and now it's reducing the stress of what do I eat, when do I eat, because you're just following that plan. It's taking the stress out of it. And you also now know that the things you are doing are aligned with where you want to go. Your original goal is I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to feel better. I want to feel more confident or more energy, whatever. I want to improve my digestion. All those things are now going to happen. Because you did that one thing that was hard that you didn't want to do, but it set yourself up for success the rest of the time. You know, another example of a hard is, you know, I need to improve my hormones. I need to improve my, my you know, cortisol and stress hormones. I need to, to, to lose body weight. And I've always sucked at sleeping. I stay up late scrolling on my phone, I'm watching Netflix until, you know, 1 a.m., even though I got to get up at 6 a.m. You know, that, that this is this was my dad growing up as well, is I don't want to I don't want to stop doing that stuff. But I also want to have all these other goals. So now, so now I got to choose that hard. Do I stay stuck? Do I have my hormones still in, in the garbage because I'm not sleeping enough to repair those and let my body make the improvements like it needs to? Or, you know, um, I kind of messed up my my wording there, but you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, you your actions have to align with your goals. Exactly. You have to want your goals enough to actually make yeah. that change. Yeah. Um, and at some point, yeah, the easy thing is just scroll on your phone at night. Yeah. But the hard thing is to consistently, to not just for two days. You can't just, what do you say? I, well, I said the hard side to doing that though, because the easiest thing is to stay up and doing that because it's enjoyable, but then mm -hmm. you have to pay for it the next day because now you have to deal with the hard of that choice, that easy, fun choice. The hard is now you have no energy the next day. You feel like dog shit and you're like, why did I stay up so late? But then you do the same and thing. And you don't always realize it too. I you think once you get in that like, 
cycle yeah. of constantly being that. tired, you don't realize it. And same yeah. thing with eating. Like yep. if you constantly eat like shit, but then you start eating healthier and then you eat a meal that's like shit, you're going to feel that instantly yep. because your body now is used to the healthier food. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so, you know, uh, another example of it is, you know, let's say, and this happened multiple times. I mean, not, not even multiple, tons of times with tons of clients over, you know, the eight years of running thriving lives. And, you know, it's person X wants to to lose his weight. Again, I'm not going to go through and, and say the same examples, but wants to make all these changes for all the, the reasons they want to make changes. And most of that is going to be nutrition based. So if we make these nutrition changes, they will be, be in a better spot. Well, there's so many different avenues that we can go, but you got to pick one. You got to do it. And just because it doesn't go perfectly this week doesn't mean that it's not going to work for you long term. It just means you got to keep working at it. Keep chipping away. Keep problem solving. Keep coming up with more efficient ways of doing things. But so we're going to give you lots of different options we can go with. And if you're struggling with something, we can provide you other solutions with it. But whether it's the meal plan, follow the meal plan. If it's tracking your macros and we tell you what your macros are, learn how to track your macros. We're giving you the tools to do so. We will get on a call with you. We will help you out. You know, things like that, learn how to track your macros and then do that. If it's, hey, simply, I just want you to eat, you know, use Thriving Life's Kitchen. Go pick three meals on there and do it. There are hards associated with each of those things, but you just got to do it. If, you have if, to pick one. Like you can't. Exactly. And you can't really pick it. We talked about this too of like, I'm forgetting the like numbers we use, but like 20% versus like 75 versus 100%. Like if you're just going to follow like one meal and that's, if you need to go slow, totally fine. Yeah. But don't expect because, Oh, like if you followed the meals, the lunch hundred percent this week, don't expect to lose weight. Like yeah. that's great. And that's a good stepping stone towards your goal. Exactly. But at some point you just have to, like, you have to pick one of those options. You have to do it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like you just said, you know, it could be a very slow, gradual process. And right now we're just changing one meal a day for you. And, and that's all you're really focused on. It's con conquering that one thing. And I've got some clients where literally it's just drink more water. I don't care what mm -hmm. else this week. I don't care what you eat. I don't care what you move right now. You're getting no wins. Let's just focus on water intake because that should be one of the easiest things that you can do. Um, and then we chip away at it and we keep moving up. But again, just because that client then dedicates himself to that water intake, Yes, congratulations, you conquer that goal and that needed to happen. That was a building block of your foundation that we have to have to get everything else as well. But just because you drink more water doesn't mean that you're magically going to lose the 30 pounds you want to lose. Doesn't your mean expectations have to match the the steps exactly. you're willing to put in. Exactly. I mean, I mean, if if I go, you know, at some point this coming year, most likely, you know, dadhood has made things a little bit harder um, in terms of my body composition. I'm not, I'm not probably better than a lot of people, but I'm not as good as what I normally would be and not, not normally as a Chris. So I'm going to go into a cut phase at some point this year and get a little bit leaner for summer. And when I do that, when I commit, I'm going to do this. I can't be eating out three or four times a week. I, I can do that now and be happy because I'm kind of at you know the status quo. I'm at a good maintenance spot. I know how to eat out and kind of do all that stuff. But if I really want to you know lose 10 or 15 pounds, and really dial in for the summertime, then I know how to do that. And that's by, I'm going to eat out once a week, max, and all my other meals are going to be totally controlled. I'm going to get my workouts in. I'm going to do my cardio. I'm going to do all the things that, that help me get there because that's the fastest way to get there. And so I, somebody who, this, this is my life with it, but I don't have the latitude to eat out five times a week. So somebody who is complaining about not seeing results, 
but they're not following the meal plan. They're eating out a lot. They're making all these excuses and reasons why it's too tough to follow the plan. We can give you the grace and we can say, hey, it's okay. Like you're living life. You are doing better than what you were doing, which is all true. None of that is negated. None of that is, is not factual. You are making progress with it. But if you're frustrated with the progress that you're making it or lack thereof, we got to be honest with yourself. Are you actually doing all the things you should be? Because most likely you're not. You might be doing things that are moving you closer to where you want to be in terms of these are the these are the habits that you're creating that will allow you to get there. But just because you change one or two things doesn't mean that you're going to see the results that you want to have. I think there's two types of people too. Um, like some people need those like slow stepping stones yeah. and some people truly just need to go all in. Um, and again, that just comes back to the check-ins and the reflections and things like that. You have to be mindful of that. Um, you have to just be aware yeah. of what you want and how to get there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so yeah, um, I, unfortunately we didn't give any clear, you know, what you, what steps you, you personally need to take if you're listening to this. Um, but, but first and foremost, you got to pick what hard you're okay with, with picking, you know, if you're, if your hard that you choose is feeling like shit, you know, then keep enjoying, you know, the lifestyle that you're currently living. But if you're listening to this, you're part of TLF, you're clearly fed up with that feeling. So understand that there are some things that you need to change, which will be hard, which will be uncomfortable, which will not be enjoyable, most likely as you first get started. There might be some enjoyable aspects to it. For instance, if you had bad digestion, you follow the plan that was hard to follow, was hard to meal prep for, but you start feeling better. There's going to be some perks to it um, right away, but it's going to take a while for you to really see the results and feel the results. But I, but again, if if you're if you're a, a paying client with TLF, you're here because you needed a plan. You're here because you needed a coach to tell you what to do. So when we tell you what to do, I recommend following that, and, and it's going to guide you towards where you want to go. And again, and from, these things like practice, they take time too. Um, I think a lot of times it's easy to like look at someone that has a more built body. And you think like, oh my gosh. And I, I even do this so at the gym. I'll compare myself to these girls that look jacked. They look great. And I'm like, why am I not there yet? Like, why? Do, like, I guess I could be pushing a little bit harder, but like, why am I not there? And then like, I've been working out and doing this for five years. Like, and then you look back at, like, look at my comparison photos of me now versus me a year and a half ago And the change is wild. It's drastic. So like you have to compare yourself to your past self but also be mindful of if you have a goal, like what you want to look like to reasonably approach that. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely agree with that. Well, hopefully we didn't talk too much in circles. I feel like that was pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, our friends that are on the call, do you guys have any, any questions, any thoughts about, about this topic or any other topic? No worries. If not, thanks for being here regardless and listening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we could go back and kind of reword this more and more and more, but you know, if you want to the playback of this, if you have questions about how to apply this to, to your own life, which direction you should go. I mean, again, a big piece of that is if you're checking in, we're probably going to have a good understanding about where you're at and what you probably need the most. Um, but if you need a certain, you know, if, if you need to be pushed harder and we're giving you too much grace, let us know that. If you, if we're pushing you too hard and you need a little more grace, obviously let, know, let us know that as well. Um, 
it's all this to be said too. like listen to your body like we're not telling you yeah to yeah. get your dream body you need to go kill yourself in the gym seven days a week like we're not saying it's, that what we're saying is the more you can follow the plan the faster you're going to get to that and if this current plan doesn't work well the faster you follow it the more you follow it the faster we're going to realize this might not be the plan for you this might not be the approach for you and then we can make adjustments but when you're up and down all over the place and very inconsistent we don't know what works for you. You don't know what works for you. And this is only prolonging how long it's going to take. Now, that might be a very necessary thing for a lot of people to kind of go through. Um, and that's totally fine. But just understand that, that the more consistent you can be, the more dedicated you can be to, to whatever your plan looks like, whatever it is that we're talking about for you to do, we're going to get you where you want to a whole lot faster. So if you're somebody who's worried about, oh, I'm not making enough progress fast enough, are you really following the plan well enough? Are you really being consistent? And some people are, and they're still not. Mm-hmm. 100%. They still, and, they, and they still not might 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 not be, but you know, you know, finding the results they want to as fast as they want to. And there are reasons why that's happening as well. It could be the plan's wrong for you. It could also just be other things are out of whack. Maybe we do need to really optimize your digestion. Maybe your hormones are out of check. Maybe it's 20 years of you know yo-yo dieting that has damaged your metabolism. That takes a long time. That's the other thing too that that I uh, that I'm happy that I just kind of thought about is, you know, people will treat their bodies like shit for 20 years and they and then expect one month of consistency to reverse all that. It doesn't, that, that, that doesn't happen. Um, you know, it, it the takes, habit's great to form huh? and that's going to, the habit is great to form and that's going to propel yeah. you, but it's not going to erase. No, it, it, it doesn't re- erase any of that stuff. And, and that first month has to happen. The, the second month has to happen to get to, you know, where you want to go with it. So, so, you should still be doing that just because it's going to take longer. But again, that's, that's another thing as well is that if you're pissed about how long it's taking right now, imagine if you didn't start when you did and imagine if you quit now, because now it's only going to get worse and it's only going to take longer. And the older we get, the harder it is going to be to get to any sort of, you know, realm of the goals that you actually have in mind. So, you know, if you're started this journey with it, keep at it, you know, keep working at it. Don't give up on it because you give up now, just with a thought of, I'll revisit this down the road. I promise you, you're going to be in a worse spot then. And it's going to be harder then. You're going to be dealing with all the same exact obstacles that are in your way now, plus six months or six years of added bullshit into your metabolism, into your hormones. And you're just going to be in a worse spot to do it. So so that's something I always forget to, to, to you know, that I forgot to mention as well. That I'm happy I, I did remember that if you've been treating your body like shit for so long, you can't expect it to just change because, oh, I've had a good week of eating. It's going to take a lot more than that. And you're going to need to just commit to keep doing that. Now, yes, I'm going to give you a pat on the back. Renee's going to give you a pat on the back when you have ate like shit for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years when you haven't you know, been working out for that long and you have a good successful week. Hey, I got to the gym four times this week. I can't remember the last time I did that. You know, hey, I woke up with energy this week. I can't remember the last time I woke up with that energy. You know, I, I ate more veggies this week than I ever have in my entire life. Fan fucking tastic. That's amazing. Now keep doing it. And don't I think expect to make that change. We've talked about this too. Um, I came off birth control six months ago. And even I thought like, I knew there'd be an adjustment. But I think in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm healthy. I'm going to like bounce right back when I have this perfect cycle. And mm-hmm. I have to remind myself like, well, Marcus had to remind me. I was on that for 10, nine to 10 years. Like even no matter how healthy I am, I can't just expect to bounce back um, mm-hmm. 100%. And so, I mean, we all do it. Like we all think that these things are going to happen mm-hmm. and it just takes sometimes someone else to remind you like, 
it's a progress or it's a process. It's not going to just happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, hopefully, I mean, I, I feel like everybody should have some good pieces to kind of take away from this. Uh, I think it was definitely a good conversation. I don't know if there's anything else to really add to it. I'm sure there is, but I think this is, this is good enough for today, but um, looking ahead though. So next week I will be out of town on a Wednesday for the zoom call. Um, so we won't have it next week. We'll most likely finish off the year on the 27th with a final zoom call for the year. Don't know what the topic's going to be. We'll talk about that and let you guys know soon, but um, otherwise, Renee, you got anything else to add to, to this specific discussion? We can, we can extend it. We can talk about this for more hours if we want to, but uh, um, any piece that we didn't talk about. I think a lot of the, like, I know there's always that saying of like 80% versus 20%. Um, and that's a good, like, rule to follow too. Like if you're doing everything right, 80% of the time, that's great. 20% of the time, let's say you mess up, have errors, that's fine, but don't let it slip to 70, 30, yeah. 40, 60. Well, like, and, th- and that's why we talk about, you know, getting your, your healthy baseline of what even your worst weeks look like. The higher that bar can be raised, then the better your good week's going to be and the better your bad week's going to be. And so even on bad weeks, you're still probably making some progress. You're at least maintaining, if not any, you know, if not making that progress. Um, but yeah, yeah. Ma- maintaining that healthy baseline of, of what you do. And, and that is where making those small changes week after week, even if you are just focusing on one meal at a time or one water intake at a time or whatever, those do build up to that 70%, to that 80%, to that 90%. But when they get there, you got to keep them there and you got to yeah. at least be mindful. It takes about- maintenance. Exactly. And, but, but also being mindful, that's the biggest part of it as well is that you might be drinking a lot of water right now, but you got to stay mindful of that because there's going to be a day that it slips. There's a day that it slips for me. You know, Nicole was saying that the other day, you know, she's, she's breastfeeding right now and her water intake was not good the other day. And then breast milk wise, like she, she wasn't, you know, making as much and, but she's mindful enough to be like, Oh shit, I didn't drink enough water today. That number one, that's the reason why this is happening. But number two, tomorrow I need to be more you know, um, focused on making that, making that happen. And so that's why showing it for check-ins is it's crucial because at minimum, it gives you at least one time a week where you're reflective of these things. And then whatever you struggle with this week, you you could be more top of mind next week for that same thing. And ideally you're thinking about these things each day. I mean, each day as I'm going along, I'm like, Hey, when was the last time I had water? Okay. I've had five of these today. I'm good to go right now. Or, Oh my God, I've only had one of these and it's, you know, it's noon. I need to go get, get some water down. So the more you can be mindful of it, the, the the better off you're going to be. Is that kind of what you were you were saying, Renee? Um, yeah, I think so. Makes sense. I might have just railroaded it for you. Sorry about that. <laughs> you, you sparked my thoughts on it too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also one other thing to add on to what you said. You know, if eighty percent on and twenty percent off is not eliciting the results that you want, well, then ramp it up. Do a little mm-hmm. bit better. Be a little more consistent. Eat out a little bit less. You know, if you're if 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 your biggest issue is you keep saying yes to hanging out with your friends and that friend time involves alcohol more often or shitty food, well then you maybe take the initiative and say, hey, let's do this. You try to plan it next week so that it doesn't have to revolve around food. Or maybe you're going to, I mean, chicken and pickle. If it, so, you can go play pickleball and hang out with your friends. They can eat the shitty food they want to. Maybe you eat, you eat before you go there. I've had other clients in the past that you know their their usual thing is happy hours with their friends on you know Taco Tuesday. Well, instead of that, they're going on a walk with their friend instead. They're getting that quality friend time, but they're not pairing it with 
shitty food and alcohol and things that are taking them away from where they want to go. So again, if 80%, you know, um, execution isn't getting the results you want, or isn't getting it fast enough for you, then ramp it up. And if not, if you want to keep it at 80, 20, that's fine, but don't, don't be upset because you're not seeing better results or faster results. Cause that's when there's that, that, that discrepancy between where you want to be and what your actual priorities look like today. Um, yeah, good, good talk today. All right. Well then see you guys on check-in day the next couple of days. I'm actually going to go upload this right now. So hopefully we can hear it Thursday morning. Um, all right, y'all. Thanks for being on the call tonight, Renee. Good conversation. Talk to you guys on check-in day. Bye.